Hello and welcome to Mind Care, a podcast where we address the issues surrounding adverse childhood experiences. This podcast aims to provide hope, answers, and support to take away the stigma of childhood trauma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Care Podcast. I am your host, Anne Pierre, and here we have Samuel Gomez and his mother, Maria, and we will begin the interview for today. So, Samuel, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, let's begin. So, can you please paint um, a picture of how your childhood was? Yeah, I was born in L.A. Uh, I most I lived about like I think six years in Glendale. Uh, my childhood was, it was it was nice. It was normal. I had a lot of friends. I have a lot of like uh, close family friends till today that we go back and visit. Um, but yeah, when I was I moved to La Melinda when I was like six, and I've lived here. You lived there ever since. Yes, ever since we left Glendale, we we've been here at La Melinda. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us how old you are? Uh, right now, I'm 14. I'm turning 15 in December. Okay. So, from your childhood um, up until now, can you tell us when, like, the, the, the time when everything began to change um, in your life and what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, everything... I to um, change because mainly I've been homeschooled my whole life. Now I go to school, but um, I had been homeschooled my whole life. Really, I didn't go to school at all. Like I was just, I knew some people at, at school, but I wasn't, I didn't participate mostly in anything. But uh, it was in seventh grade when I went to school and Loma Linda Academy, it's a pretty big school. So, you know, a lot of people have their, their groups and their their friends. So when I got there, um, I can't say I I liked it that much since it was just I was kind of like the outsider, and you know everyone had their own own thing. But it was more to like the end of seventh grade year where there were some some people there that uh, started to introduce me to to drugs and pornography, and I was completely unprepared because I had no idea what it was. But all of them thought it was something normal, and to them it it wasn't a big deal. So that's mm-hmm. where everything started to change. Wow! And how did it progress from the initial um, encounter with all of these things? How did it like? How did it progress? Yeah, yeah. So when they when they started telling me about it, um, it didn't to me. It was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like that doesn't really matter to me at all. It's not going to affect me anyway, but it was actually a cup. It was actually when school was out, when uh, we were in summer, and then uh, I, I, I'm a big soccer fan, so I love watching soccer. But uh, we we're from Brazil, so our our soccer team in Brazil sometimes it doesn't pass on TV. So sometimes we'd just go on like the computer or like a the phone or something to watch on like a site, and then some of those sites aren't. I mean, I like protected and, 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 you know, so things show up on those sites and that's how it, it started. It was from just me watching soccer 
to to accessing sites. And, yeah, that's how it started. Wow, I, I understand. So you're in seventh grade around that time. Um, some kids introduce you, introduce you to these things, and then you don't think it affects you until summer starts when you're starting, you're starting to watch soccer, and now it's getting you're getting yourself deep into that situation, right? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Okay. So um, how do you think you starting to watch pornography and all of that stuff start to affect you? Um, At the time uh, when it was happening, I couldn't – I didn't feel like it was affecting me in any way because in my mind I thought, oh, well, everyone said it was normal. And I hadn't been I hadn't been taught like about the effects and what it actually does to you. So to me at the time I was like, oh, this is completely normal. But it did mm-hmm. it did affect me. I started to realize how I looked at girls. It started affecting mm-hmm. me at how how they were. Like you know, I didn't I didn't give like I started to feel like I didn't give value. But I started to mm-hmm. realize that after when I started when I looked back at what was actually happening. So when did you notice that you need that you needed help? Well, as soon as my mom walked in and caught me, that's exactly mm. when I realized, like, what am I doing? Like, this is not, this is not for me. And it's like, I can guarantee that God didn't make make this. He didn't make this in the first place, and He wouldn't mm-hmm. want me to be in the situation. And like, why am I doing this? Like, what am I doing? What am I watching? Like, why am I doing this? And that's exactly when I realized the the level of, like, well, I, I realized how bad it actually was. Mm-hmm. Was it your mom's reaction to it or just the guilt based on her presence? Which one uh, do you think was, is what convicted you? It was, I always, it always runs in my mind because I remember exactly what happened, but uh, it, it was, it was mostly her reaction but, like, every word that, like, she said, like, what was happening or whatever, like, this is not even you. And that, it just, like, rings, like, over and over in my head. Because, like, I, I remember exactly, you know, what actually happened and how I felt. Because I felt ashamed. I felt like I wasn't worth anything. Like, I made a mistake and God can't forgive that mistake. Hmm. So, Maria, I do want to ask you this question. So, how was this whole situation for you walking into walking in on him like what was your thought process and what did you do what were you thinking when i when i walk and i caught him uh watching this my first reaction was like what's happening here uh, what have i done wrong you know so that was the first question for me. It was like, what did, what did I do, you know? So, um, and then I, I look at him, and then I knew there was Satan because he was actually possessed. Samuel was possessed. Because he came after me, he was naked. And he came after me, and even my husband, he was trying to push him away. He wasn't. He was so strong. In, in front of me, like he put his face in front of me, and, and he was screaming like, "Mom, 
mom, mom, and he was, he's, it seemed like, I felt like probably was the same thing that happened with, um, um, with Eve when she ate the, the fruit and then her eyes was open, you know, and then he, his eyes was weird and he was screaming like, mom, mom, let me say something, mom. And he was like, his voice changed. And then that moment I felt like, this is Satan, this is not my son, you know. And he was, and then I was screaming, and then I was like, go to the bathroom, go and take a shower, go and take a shower. And he wasn't going, you know. And my husband was like, Samuel, Samuel. And, you know, and it, was, it was so weird. It was, it was actually, yeah, it was, it, was, it was Satan. Satan was inside of him. Wow. And um, from that day and to the time that you decided to get him some help, how was that? Mm-hmm. How was the interaction? How was it in the home? How was he? Well, after we talked about it, we had a conversation, and then we decided that he needs therapy, you know, and then we find out about this boy in school who introduced him to this. Uh, we talk about what was happening because he was not a full-time student at school. He was just going for one class, actually two classes. He was in band and math because he's still homeschooled. So I sent him only for one class. And then we, we find out that this boy was doing this and showing to everybody and then saying that everything was normal, you know. This wasn't a problem, you know. And then we try to dig it in more, you know, and find out what happened. What happened mm-hmm. till he got into this? Mm-hmm. And he was using his phone, you know, and his phone. He didn't have, like, a line, phone line, but he had a phone that time. And since we had COVID, and I usually give the phone, like, in the afternoon after he was done with school. But it never crossed my mind because he was always in the room with his brother. His brother was making music, and he was laying down. So it never crossed my mind that he could, you know, go into this. That makes sense. So, Samuel, um, how willing were you to go get some help? Uh, at the beginning, I thought this, I was like, what is even the point of this? Like, there, this is not doing me any good by, like, me just talking to someone and then just, like, telling me all the, like, like some stuff, like, because I, I thought, I thought it was going to be, like, something like, oh, they were just going to waste their money and it was just going to be, like, I was just going to talk to someone and then nothing was going to change. But that that was a complete lie. I didn't know what I was talking about, but it was worth it. It was worth because mm-hmm. those, those two Dana, she helped me a lot. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you first got there, um, when you first got to the therapy sessions and did all the work that you needed to do, how was your experience there when it comes to your healing process? Uh, and I felt like I was learn like I started to learn about like I started to learn on like what was actually happening to me and the level of like the like how how bad it really was and what I was actually doing how I was like degrading other people by doing that and so I just started to I slow I slowly started to realize like what am I doing right and like. And that started to like go into my mind, and I was, and that's how I started to, to just like heal through it. Because at that point, I was like, this is not even worth it. Like, even though 
it might give you like a good feeling at the moment. Like, first of all, you're disrespecting others, and in the long run, that that ruins your life. Mhm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. So, how long do you think it took you for it to start making sense? Was it like something that happened overnight? Did it take like a long process? How long was that? Uh, from the shock of like, I got caught doing this. It was like, just like from the next day, I just like, what in the world is happening? But for Mm -hmm. me to actually like heal and like not have the urge or anything like that never crosses Mm -hmm. my mind, that was, that took a little bit, that took a while. That definitely Mm -hmm. took a while. Mm -hmm. So how did you overcome this? What, what do you think was the, was the, cornerstone to help you Mm -hmm. with overcoming porn addiction and all of that yeah uh to me it was just like because like i'm i'm a caring person i i love to care for people i love like helping people so when i when i realized like you know like i might do that for like some people but like behind behind the scenes i'm like you know i'm degrading others that just started to be like, no, I can't, I can't do this because I'm disrespecting others. And that's the one thing I don't want to do. And I want to care for others. And all these people in that, like, they're suffering too. And so if I'm just, if I'm, like, praising what they're doing, you know, I'm just making it worse for them. So that's what made me really want to change. That's really wonderful, Samuel. And Maria, I do have a question for you. So what type of changes did you start seeing in Samuel during his therapy sessions? I feel like he's starting to realize because he had no clue what he was doing at that time. So when I think when uh, therapy started, he started slowly realize that he was not doing the right thing. And you know, but um, I feel like also when I send him for, for a mission trip, I send him and his brother to a mission trip, I feel like over there was a, like a changing point too because I think he met people there. I think he had a really good encounter with Jesus there. You know, he, he, really, he really realized that was not for him. This was mm-hmm. not the... the he, this was not what he was created for, you know, mm-hmm. and he started to realize that, you know, and his behavior changed, and then after the therapy, after a while, Dana said, you know, you need to remove his phone, you need to remove everything. After, you know, I removed his phone away, he started calming down a little bit because he was watching stuff in YouTube that was no good either for him, you know, so I think it was a, a combination of choices that he was making, and his brain was not really functioning well, you know. Mm-hmm. And when everything was kind of taken away from him, he started, his brain kind of, you know, kind of recuperate, like mm-hmm. reprocess everything, and then he was mm-hmm. able to see more clear that this was not a good choice that he was making for his life. hmm so his Daniel, how hard was it? Sorry? And his behavior started changing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Samuel, how hard was it for you to part with your phone? 
How hard was it for me to what? Part with your phone. I was annoyed, like, but at the same time, I, I was like, in the first place, I don't, I don't, I was scared, like, to go back into that at the same time. So I was like, mm-hmm. it's better for me not to have it, and I don't even want it at this point. But I know I still, I still was allowed, you know, to do other things. I wasn't like shut out from the world or something. But I knew, like, that was the thing that, like, put me down. So I, I knew, like. I was wanting to change anyway, so I to me it wasn't it wasn't that bad, honestly. Mhm. Okay, that's really good. That is very good. Um, yeah, I think so, that, I think that, I think that taking away the phone and everything was a good change for him. You know, for him to realize to open his eyes for the real thing. You know, and mm-hmm. it was good. It was, it was a good thing for him, and he changed. He, he, his behavior change. Praise and I'm glad Dana helped me to do that. You know, I'm glad that she opened my, my mind to this, you know. I'm glad mm-hmm. that she was, she was helpful in, in doing this with us, this process. So, Maria, what piece of advice would you give to other moms who have children struggling um, with the same issues? Oh, Yeah. Well, the first advice that I would give is like you you need to be alert, you know, you need to be aware of everything that your child is doing. Even though, you know, I was sending him to a class with a seven day Adventist school, you know, and it's still, you know, kids over there are doing this kind of practice, you know, and I wasn't expecting this to happen. I wasn't, you know, at all expecting this to happen especially on seventh grade, you know. So my advice is to be on alert side, you know, always check, you know, your child's phone. If if they have a phone, always check the child's phone. Always go to school, you know, try to see who who is in the class, you know, because Samuel was homeschooled, so it was like, you know, I wasn't really paying attention on the kids on, on school because he wasn't there full time. So if your child is a full-time, you know, in a school, try to get involved as much as you can. Know the parents, know the child, know what's going on in school, you know, be involved with everything. And be, in, and be on alert. If your child has a phone, there's so many apps today that you can pair, you know, with your child. You can pair, you can see what your child is doing and watching, you know. You can see everything. There is an app called Pair, you know. And you can go ahead and, and and load it, you know, download on your phone, and you can go ahead and, and be on alert, be on the safe side, you know, and be mm-hmm. working together with your child. And also mm-hmm. talk about it because I also never talk about pornography at home. Um, I never felt that, you know, since the kids were homeschool, I never felt that, you know, the desire or the, the, the urge to talk about, you know, pornography. But, you know, talk to your child, you know, doesn't matter what age it is. Today or today, kids are being introduced to many things, especially if the kid is going to school, you know, the kids are being introduced to so many things that they shouldn't be, you know. 
So mm-hmm. talk to your child about everything. There are so many options today. There are books about sexuality, identity, and everything else that is going on, you know, vaping and all these things. There are so many help outside that, you know, open your eyes because we think like, oh, it's fifth, sixth grade, but I know fifth, sixth grade is already introduced to all of this, seventh grade, even more, eighth grade, and high school, you know, and so on. Yes. Thank you so much for the advice. And Samuel, um, do you, is, is going to school something that you would take back, or is it just hanging out with your friends? Which would you take back if you had to do it over again? To take back? I feel like... Yes. I'm honestly... I'm honestly happy that 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 happened because I feel like if that hadn't happened and I hadn't been, like, if I hadn't known what that was and I grew up without knowing what it was, it would have been way worse. Because mm-hmm. now I, already, I went into high school knowing what it was and in being able to have the knowledge to help other people who are going through the same thing and just, like, being, like, ready because I know it's going to be there. I know people are going to be using that. It's around, mm-hmm. and you can't hide yourself from it. Like, it's there, and you can't do anything about it. But you can be ready, you can be strong, and I feel like I, feel like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back, like, for, for what happened. I wouldn't take it back. Mm-hmm. So what piece of advice would you give um, other young men and women who have or are struggling with pornography and drug abuse and other things like that? I feel like don't think about the moment. Like, think about the future because that affects you in the long run. Uh, We know people who lost their family because of that. And I feel like if you just, if you think of the moment, you won't change anything. But if you think of the future and what you're doing to yourself, I feel like that's when you can change. So, and don't be scared to talk about it like with others, I feel like you should. You need to trust the people, obviously, who you t- talk about these things with. Family, obviously, is the best option. But if you have a, a close friend that you trust enough to talk to, that's that's when everything can change. Because the main thing is talking. You need to talk to people and not be alone. Because being in that mm-hmm. position is being alone, and it's not a good feeling. Mhm. So, what if this person does not see how? it affects them in the future. What would you say? Uh, look to God. Talk to him because I can guarantee he's going to give you an answer. Hmm. But That's really deep. Or, and think about others. Think about your friends. Think about your family because you're affecting them also. You're shutting them out of your life. And you're, you're bringing yourself down. So think about, don't think about just how you feel or like, what you want to do. Think about others and how you're affecting them. That's really deep, yeah. Samuel. For, Thank for, you so much for sharing. Pornography, pornography it is an act of selfishness. You know, if people realize that when they use this, it is uh, being selfish because you're trying to satisfy yourself, right? You're not thinking about others. You're not thinking about your family. You're not thinking about yourself, you know? So when you do that, 
you know, you humiliating yourself and others around you. So this is, you know, the first thing that people need to realize, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. And I appreciate your transparency during, you know, this interview and for, for being open with sharing all of these things. I'm pretty sure other people will be blessed. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us today. Well, this evening on Mind Care Podcast, I am your host again, Anne Pierre, and I pray that you are blessed. Thank you.